0: Welcome to the Lebenspraxis podcast with Josef Barthes, where we explore practicing, living a life of purpose, actions and decisions and ask, what is the good life? I love conversations and I'm very thankful for every comment and email. This is the nutritionist this podcast is living off. So you can send me an email to contact at josefbarthes.de or write a comment on YouTube. If you like the podcast, please consider telling other people. Spreading the word is still a very powerful way to let things spread in the world much more pure than the mysterious algorithm. I don't really want to rely on the algorithm for my work reaching other people. I would much prefer if people that like it and think it's something good would just talk about it and tell other people. So I'm not needing to figure out how this algorithm thing works because i don't really want to know how it works thank you very much for your support today's episode is a continuation of episode number two where we talked about focus in this episode i said that i will present three ways or three ideas of how to train focus and this is What's happening in this episode, besides a few other things. So let's go. All right, let's start with the following idea. Notice that using your focus and training it might be two different things. Stop early enough when you're using your focus for something and stay a bit longer when you want to push your ability to focus. So when you focus on learning, don't fatigue your focus. Take rests. So if I want to learn a language, I would not learn for three hours straight, but when i realize i'm losing my sharpness i would take a rest how long is the rest what you do in the rest that obviously depends it depends on the intensity and the, and the volume you did it depends on your ability to recover and um, it depends also on what you're doing because let's say i do something cognitive like learning uh, language I mean, it it is physical it can be very physical like if you have a conversation or if you learn to pronounce things, but let's put it more into the cognitive category for now, then it would usually make sense to move when you take the rest. But obviously if I'm doing a movement train with, I don't know, lots of coordination work and I feel my sharpness is going, then it would make more sense to rest from moving and do something. But if I want to push my ability to focus, it would make sense to stay a tiny bit longer. But also there, it makes no sense to go to failure, basically. It's similar to strength training just do a bit more. You just need to hit that moment where you feel, okay, five more minutes, I feel my sharpness is going away, but I try this for five more minutes to focus and then I'm taking a rest. Good, so I train my ability to do the focus. And that's similar to strength training, no? You feel, okay, wow, now the push-ups get hard, so I do a few more and then it's time to stop. But I don't need to go to muscular failure that I cannot do anything anymore because the reward that you get for the cost is not so good anymore. Yeah, because you will t- it will take longer for you to recover. The risk of injury is higher and so on. It makes more sense for most people to train more frequent, but to not go to failure. Of course, people are different, needs to fit your lifestyle, blah, 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 blah. But let's just generalize for now okay so what are the three ideas that i want to mention about practicing focus so number one is reading a book when you're not used to read a book you will be fatigued after 10 minutes so build that up to at least 60 minutes before you need to take a break that would be a good goal here how do you train this just read for 10 minutes next day you read for 11 minutes and so on very simple second one listen to a whole music album without doing anything else so this is sort of more passive than reading a book, because music is more direct than language, which has to be made sense of. Language is something intellectual. Music is something you could say more primal. Yeah, it's before language. It's understood differently. And also listening is a different sense than using your eyes in reading. So that's something quite different from reading a book. Which means these exercises are also complementary. Actually, many, many, many people have never sat down in their life listening to a whole album of music without doing anything else. Yeah, you really just sit. Don't do anything else, but really listen. Listen, try to stay there. Don't wander off. Listen to the music and notice what's happening inside of you through the music because music is doing things with us if you want a recommendation from me which music to listen to because obviously in some sense it doesn't matter so much but if you are overwhelmed by all the choice listen to vivaldi the four seasons generally i think that classical music is a good start for this sort of exercise and the third one is to practice sromp on my website you can look on my website you can look up sromp1 So the first level of thromp and uh, good to look up would be also my video Tacheles, there is no repetition. And if you have the capacity, I would recommend to practice thromp spine, arms and legs all after another. Don't put music, no rest, no drinking, nothing else. Just do the thromp. You can do first just the spine. It takes around 20 minutes. Just the arms, just the legs. And then later you do them all together. The thing here is that these are quite small movements that are not super difficult. But they still should be done very deliberately and with a certain seriousness. Because then it has a different effect from when you're just mindlessly doing them. So notice these three practice ideas are all very different from each other reading a book has the eyes as the most important sense and it has this very intellectual component listening to music uses the ears and it has this yeah like i said primal component which is about feeling what the sound is doing with you what the music is doing with you and doing thromb is mainly using your kinesthetic senses your proprioception and is obviously different because you are moving actively around instead of sitting like in the other two. So I think these three are quite complementary to each other. It's just ideas. There are countless ways of how you can practice the focus, You because you can practice it with anything, but feel very invited to do these three, because they also all have benefits. Reading a book, obviously, we don't need to talk about what it does, the positive things. Listening to music and being really into it, while doing it can be a very transcendental experience and practicing thromb supports you in being pain-free and moving better. Notice that all these exercises are not about just enduring, but they are about actually being there. Just looking at the flame is not the thing. Actually seeing the flame is it. Not just hearing, but truly listening. Do not just mindlessly do the thromb repetitions, but do each repetition as a new repetition. Take your time. You can imagine that you're performing it in front of other people so that other people look what you're doing. And actually my constant performing of exercises that I'm doing because I'm teaching this has helped me quite a lot in getting better at them. And part of the practice is also to reflect after. Always reflect. What did you hear? What did you do? What did you read? Let the involvement continue to work and let it sink into you. Because obviously, it's not about focusing the practice in the end. The focus is there to do something with it. And as I said already in the last episode, focus is not squeezing your eyeballs and the skin in your face and looking at something, but it means to involve yourself. So you read something, for example, and you absorb something for reading it, but then you also need to digest it inside of you so that it can become a part of you. Because otherwise you were just reading words and it's just passing by. And you're just passing time with it. And this is what happens with many people that read books and, books and books and books and books and books. And many books of wisdom also. But actually nothing is happening in them. Because their words just flow through them. They just fall through them. It is as if they are a sieve and zeep. Of Deutsch. Notice that it's also not about reaching something faster. Trying to reach something faster will often make you actually slower. You will be too hasty. You will be already with the next thing, not concentrating on what is in front of you. And your energy expenditure will be much higher. That's just physics, no? If you run faster, you need more energy for that. So how do you go to a place that is 100 kilometers away? You walk. It takes longer, but if you have the time, it's so much more efficient. And actually, we have the time to walk. Please notice this is a metaphor, I'm not against running at all. I think running, like physical running, is very, very nice. And also, please don't take it as always, it should be like this thing. As a general idea, I think it's helpful to not search for the quickest way, but to search for the depth. How can you stay underwater a bit longer? Because this is how you can explore the caves. That's why I especially like the exercise about listening to music, because you cannot be quicker in it. You just sit there and it just happens. You cannot accelerate it. But also in these three exercises, acknowledge when you lose concentration and take a rest. Don't go to failure. Don't go to, I'm just reading. I have no idea what's happening anymore. Or, okay, I'm just mindlessly doing these strong movements. Or, yeah, there's sounds and whatever. I'm already somewhere else. Don't go there. Then pause the music for a moment. Put the book away for one minute. Take a sip of water instead of continuing with the SROM exercises. Walk a few meters around and then come back to it. And at some point you will do 20 minutes. Okay, no problem. 40 minutes. Okay, no problem. But always acknowledge that it's not just about showing up but about being involved. And you cannot be involved if you're not sharp anymore. Remember, showing up is not enough. So take the rest that you need. There's another thing I want to talk about here that is also very connected to the idea of focus. That is that there's a balance to be found between impulse control and following your impulses. What is impulse control, in German impulse controller? It means that you're not directly taking actions when you have an impulse. That's fundamental for an awake life of making decisions. Something arises in you, you see something to eat and you want to eat it, but you wait a moment. You realize your yoga class starts at five minutes and it might not be so helpful if you eat something now so you decide to eat later to have a moment of pause of reflection and to steer the ship not being a slave to your impulses is one thing that makes you grown up but following impulses is very powerful as well there is usually a great energy in it sometimes even wisdom to have an impulse and to follow it to take action with that energy great things can happen from that actually also how this podcast came to life mariana told me i should do that she she had the idea i was thinking for 20 minutes and in this 20 minutes a lot of energy accumulated i knew it was the right idea so the next morning i woke up at 5 a.m and 10 minutes later i recorded the first episode and from here we go so find a balance between following your impulses and the thoroughness of your impulse control. And it's the same with your calendar, for example. I purposefully leave unplanned sections in the calendar where things can just happen, where I listen what arises in me, what arises in my environment and the people around me, and then I go with that. Okay, let's sum it up. Notice that using your focus and training it might be two different things, take enough rest, You can try these three ideas to practice focus that I mentioned. Read a book, listen to a music album without doing anything else, and practice romp. Notice it's about involving yourself into what you're doing, not about enduring it. So remember, showing up is not enough. And notice there's a balance in following your impulses and on the other hand, staying on track and not letting your impulses deviate you from the track. One more important thing to understand is that there's a difference between your focus being fatigued or being bored you might feel bored from a task that takes a longer time and you might feel the urge to do something else but actually you still have energy you still have focus it's just a bit boring task and this is not where you need to take a rest i mean you can also take a rest but it's not needed it's just that your mind wants to do something else to refresh but it's just that your mind likes to do other things to refresh and obviously it can make sense to do other things but but on the other hand if you still have energy you can also just continue and finish the work and then go to the next Thing. So don't mistake boredom for fatigue of concentration. These are two different things. And it is absolutely crucial that you can deal with boredom. And it just because a bit of boredom arises and the anxiety sort of that comes with the boredom doesn't always make you jump to other things. Because this is happening with people way too much. There is a balance in this as well, obviously. But the balance for many people is off. Too often, they are stopped by the feeling of boredom. And then 10 years later, you have a house full of unfinished projects. All right. Thank you very much for listening. Please let me know any thoughts that you have or any questions that you have via email or via YouTube comment. As I said, this is the nutrition this podcast is feeding on. Thank you very much and goodbye.